Welcome to Wonder Tour with Derek Cobb and Drew Perot, where we are learning leadership lessons from your favorite stories. Hi, I'm Brian Lutwell. And I'm Drew Perot. And we are on a journey to become better leaders by touring fantastic worlds and inspiring lore by going on a Wonder Tour. We connect leadership concepts to story context because it sticks to our brains better. You can find out more at wondertourpodcast.com. We're back with episode two of Wonder Tour 100. In episode one, we talked about how we were going to head off into the unknown and change the world. The recipe that we put together for that started with preparing for the journey that takes us from our small world where we begin to the big world. In doing so, we need to run experiments to gain information, and then we need to make a game plan to engage the big world on our own terms. We left off by saying the next step after that is to flip the script. In this episode, we're gonna define why flip the script, what does a flip the script mean, and how can we flip the script in order to see transformation in the world around us. Derek left us with some critical knowledge. He told us, well, the script only has ink on one side. The other side is blank. We want to start to break down what that means to look at the blank side of the script. So we see examples of flipping the script in so many of our favorite movies and stories, where we have characters who completely subvert the expectations of the people around them, of the villain, of the townspeople, whoever it might be, in order to break through some sort of constraint to change the world. So let's go in and figure out what does it take to flip the script in our own lives. Welcome to Wonder Tour. This is Brian, and I'm here with Drew again for another episode in our in our Wonder Tour 100 sequence. Yeah, so I've been interested in having this conversation because we use this phrase of flipping the script or subverting expectations a lot to describe victory strategies that we see in the movies or, you know, unexpected behaviors that we see in the movies. And I want to dig into it a little bit and see if there's, are there consistent elements that we can look for? Are there things, ways that we can think about real world examples of flipping the script? So that's really what I hope we can talk about in today's episode. But let's start with the movie examples that we've used. What are some what are some classic sort of flipping the script moments from our favorite movies, the the Wonder Tour past hundred episodes? And what are the elements that we see there that make it uh, possible to flip the script and make it you know make this a an action or a plan that goes against expectations? So Drew, why don't you tee it up for us? What do you, what have you got as as off the top of your head? One of the ones that stuck out to you from all the movies and properties we reviewed? I mean, one of the most obvious ones is going back to episode one of Wonder Tour in the original Star Wars, Obi-Wan Kenobi, right? When we have this moment where we have the Star Destroyer and Obi-Wan's on there with Luke and Darth Vader comes in. And up until this point, we kind of think that Ben Kenobi is this mentor that's going to teach Luke all he needs to know. And they're going to topple the evil empire and what we end up getting is Obi-Wan choosing instead in this moment where it seems like he's supposed to fight Darth Vader, he chooses to sacrifice himself. And the reason is because he wants to break through some sort of assumption. And the whole world, all the audience watching this definitely has this assumption that this big bad dude covered in black robot parts and stuff, Darth Vader, is evil. 
But Ben Kenobi knows that deep down there's Anakin inside of there. There's someone who is capable of changing the world. And so he flips the assumption that Darth Vader is evil. And he does that by flipping the script of saying, okay, well, you think I'm going to fight. Instead, I'm going to lay down my sword. And in doing so, that's going to spark a change in Darth Vader that ends up bringing balance to the Force. Okay, so that's a cool example because this is a this is a real long play, right? He's not he's not getting some immediate benefit out of it. Clearly, he's betting that the the example that he's serving as from his sacrifice will influence the way other people behave and sort of change the the standard patterns in the in the galaxy in this case. Okay, so that's cool. I like that one. That's and that's you know we've all we all remember that moment. Like, oh no, is that what's happening here? I um. We were talking through a pre-show. I, you know, we came back to our Fast and Furious episode. That was our flipping the script is that we actually got great leadership lessons out of a Fast and Furious movie. But that's one of the probably the most visual ones, right? You know, where you have the the expectation is I'm stealing the money, but actually I'm lighting the money on fire to, you know, run an experiment, induce some behavior. And then later in the movie, oh, you think I'm going to take the money out of the safe, but actually I'm going to take the whole safe out of the building. Right? So those are like those are clear, like violating expectations, you know, doing something that your opponent or your people surrounding you wouldn't necessarily expect. Maybe the other one I think we talked about was uh, in our Beauty and the Beast episode. Belle does this a couple times, right, where she's she finds her father locked away in prison and the Beast is going to keep her forever. And she volunteers. This is like a compassion flipping the script. She's like, oh, you know, take me instead. I'll, I'll, I'll stay here. You let him go. And that's an, that's one of those things. Because it's compassion, and that's not at all what anybody's expecting. The beast is not expecting that, or father's not expecting that. Like, you know, so she's sort of breaking this this rules, and people are like, oh wait, that's a thing. We're allowed to do that. You can value somebody else over yourself. I didn't know that that was okay. So that's so I like that example too. Is just a not necessarily a big shock for the audience, but it is an example of the you know of behaving in a way that sort of surprises those around you and causes them to reevaluate their understanding of the way the world works. And so this is all very conceptual and very kind of meta and it's fun to look at in movies. Of course, you get these big reversals because you're, you have those opportunities in a, in a film. Well, let's talk about sort of real world examples. Are there, you know, companies, organizations, people that you can see that tried to play this playbook in, in the real world? Yeah, so let's start out by, I guess, just talking about what it feels like to be in a spot where you need to flip the script. And then I'll give an example of a company or two that has flipped the script. So I think we want to make this a little bit more tangible and practical. If you need to flip the script in your life or in your business or whatever, I think it oftentimes feels like this, you're stuck between a rock and a hard place. To use a script metaphor, right, the ink's already dry, like the ink's already written. Everybody knows how this story plays out. Every single time we do this, we it always ends a certain way. We keep having this conversation about how we're going to change. And then we look back years later and we're having the same conversation and we haven't changed a thing. I think that sort of dissatisfaction with the current state that we normally see in the small world at the beginning of these Heroes Journey stories is the founding piece of a need for a script flip. Like we talked about last episode, you're kind of building up towards this. You're building a plan to break out of whatever the current system that you're stuck in is. Right. And so I think what you just said, there's there's two elements you're looking for. One is you're looking for is there's a really well-established pattern, 
there's a way that everybody looks at things or th we always have this meeting on Thursdays and it always takes two and a half hours or whatever, right? So you need the, a really well-established pattern and you need at least some people involved to be dissatisfied with the outcome of that. Like this is, this never gets to where we want to go. We've got this stupid meeting. It takes two and a half hours every week. And I just sit here for two hours and let other people talk, but nobody ever makes a decision and nobody ever, you know, changes it. Every project we ever run is always late and always over budget. And we're always surprised, <laughs> you know, those are very familiar examples of like, not, you know, the galactic empire is evil, but in my life, there's this big, heavy, oppressive pattern that is not allowing me to get where I want to go. So that's ripe. Like, okay, great. So now, so what do I do? How do I go about, you know, breaking out of that pattern? I'm going to bring in our quote here, right? Many people have probably heard this one, but Albert Einstein once said something on the order of, we cannot solve our problems with the same thinking we used when we created them right? The, if you keep following all the rules that you've been following, you keep using the same processes you've been using, you're going to get the same result. You're going to be very familiar. And that's part of this, you know, right? This dissatisfaction of like, I know where this goes. I know where this road goes and I don't want to go down this road again. So how, how would you, Drew, or can you give me an example? How would you approach like, okay, well, how do I break out of that? Yeah. So First, we set the conditions, just like we talked about there, and I think you laid those out really well. There's the element of dissatisfaction, and then specifically for a script flip, there's a well-established pattern that we're going to provide some sort of a variation on, or a, as we've talked about in the past with the flip script, it's almost like you're turning over a pancake or something, like you actually need the spatula to go underneath of it and completely turn it 180 degrees. So in order to be able to do that, you have to kind of identify an assumption that you want to break and an experiment is usually the best way to do that. So kind of getting back to what we talked about in the last episode with that step right before the actual flipping the script moment that kind of changes the game, changes the system, changes who you are as a person or who your organization is. You have to like build up to that with an experiment of sorts. So I would say like when we're defining that experiment, we don't want to be super keen on just doing it one way and just saying, well, it has to be like a crystallization of the overall problem. It's like, well, sometimes you can find that perfect experiment that you can run that tests if both we can break some kind of a constraint in the system and also if people are willing to break that constraint. I'll just say you need both of those eventually, but maybe it's even okay just to test if people are willing to even test the limits of the system. Because if you just have a populace that's completely worn down, if the constituents of the system don't want to change anything at all, it isn't really going to matter what the assumption is. You know, you need to first figure out a way to improve the spirits of the people before we can achieve any sort of a transformation. So then let's look at an example of testing an assumption. So we see this as a classic design exercise to figure out what are the assumptions in the system and what would happen if we can break those assumptions. So what everybody's probably familiar with is Airbnb. So, right, Airbnb is the company that allows you to sign up to do a peer-to-peer -peer stay at somebody else's property that they own. It's not a hotel. It's not the traditional way of traveling and staying somewhere. So Airbnb started out with this hypothesis, this assumption that people would actually be willing to pay to stay in somebody else's house, <laughs> which... 
previously that had been a complete assumption that people had avoided. They're like, no, nobody is going to want to stay in somebody else's home. That's just, that's too personal. That's not comfortable. You know, it wouldn't be practical, whatever. There's all these reasons for it, but that assumption existed within that market that nobody would want to do that. And so Airbnb's whole idea was, well, what if we could design an experiment that would break that assumption? Perfect. And so I love that we're getting back to experiments here because we talked about experiments in our in our last episode as well about just the, when you're in an exploration mindset, you know, you run some trials, you send some scouts out, you go see what's over the hill. This is akin to that. And they might even be the same experiment, but it's a slightly different metaphor where you're thinking about like, okay, well, one of the ways to identify an experiment to run, one of the ways to identify a change that might work is look at which of our assumptions might be faulty, right? And so exactly as you said, if our assumption is that people will, will demand to stay in a hotel, would never possibly stay with a stranger, that would be weird and dangerous and unsanitary. And I would never do that, right? If you have the idea that that can be disrupted, that that assumption maybe isn't that solid, you don't you know, go solicit $40 billion of capital and try to build all of what Airbnb is today, you go run some experiments. Like, hey, I'm just among my friends, among these 20 people that I know, among this one, you know, block of, of apartments, whatever it is, let's just see if anybody even wants to do this. That run the experiments to not necessarily to solve the big problem, but to demonstrate whether you found an assumption that can be violated, right? And so, the other one we talked about, many of us, you know, if you come from a software or a, you know, business technology world, a lot of companies have uh, tried agile software development, a framework that's got a lot of these little tiny iterative loops in it. And in that one, the, the assumption to be broken is we have to, or we even can make a comprehensive plan for this thing that we're going to change for this piece of software we're going to develop. We're going to write down everything we want up front and we're going to estimate how much it's going to do and we're going to buffer it and we're going to have this plan of over the next year and a half, these are all the things we're going to do and this is when they're going to be done. Um, and that model has some failure modes and the, the most common failure modes are some information changes from when you wrote down the plan to when you actually do the thing and you run over time, you run over budget, right? So the what Agile software proposes is one of the assumptions you can violate is like, let's not even make the perfect plan. Let's figure out the high level goals of what we're going to do. And we're going to start knocking off the little detailed things from here until we get as far as we can. Right. And then we will crystallize things as we go forward, but we'll just avoid locking information in as long as possible. So that's another assumption to be violated. And just like some of these other methods, that's a thing that is often really difficult to understand because it looks like it's wrong. Like it looks like it's, uh, you know, uh, could never possibly work, or at least it's very uncomfortable for people to fundamentally change the way they approach a piece of their job or a piece of their life. So you don't necessarily well, it violates have to say, more than that. Yeah. It violates, there, there's a multiple different assumptions. It violates the assumption that we can, there's an assumption that we can build something because we have a detailed plan that tells right. us exactly what we're going to build because we have a detailed design. So you're testing that and saying, well, I believe that we can build something where we don't have a low level design necessarily. We only need to know certain things about it and we can allow the team to move and work forward from there. It also, there's other assumptions that are built into Agile, right? Agile wants to empower the team to be able to move forward. It takes on a lot of like the lean stuff there as well, right? Empowerment of the, empowerment to make the decision at the level of the knowledge. Okay, well, in a lot of organizations, there is an assumption that only certain people have the capability to make certain decisions or to, to be able to look out for the overall big picture good of the business and stuff like that. 
And so you have to be able to break through some of those assumptions in order to be able to achieve transformation. Right. And this, you know, bringing it back to flipping the script, right, is just that you have to have an idea of something to try that is, you know, that violates one of those assumptions. But then it's very unlikely that you'll get everybody to jump on board with you on day one. Like, hey, I've got this idea. Let's blow up everything about the way we do things, you know, and just start doing it the new way. Like, that's not going to work. And so the experiment, the let's try it, has has two benefits. Like, one is it gives you information about whether this actually could work. It helps you validate whether your new set of assumptions or your new one thing that you're trying, whether it's got value. But the other thing is that you didn't do it alone, right? So if you're a leader and you're trying to propose this uncomfortable new thing, if you can get some subset of people to take that very first step with you and run the experiment, if it's failed, then they get to observe you like, oh, that didn't work. We're not going to force you to do something that doesn't work. Let's try something else, right? You're building the mindset of experimentation. You're building the mindset of openness to change. If it works, then you have people who've taken the step with you and have some ownership over like, oh, this is cool. And I'm one of the people that helps do it. And now they're willing to be advocates. Now they're willing to help propagate the change out and, you know, promote it to others around them and try to get it to the broader group. And so it's, you know, this is very different from the leader. I'm going to solve all the problems by myself. It's a matter of putting people in a position to see the world in a different light to question some of their assumptions, but also put them in a position to feel like they're empowered to change the things that aren't working. Right. And that's why it's so important. You know, you don't want to try to flip the script when everything's going great. The situations where you want to deploy this technique are where the way you know it's going to go is terrible. And you, and you're trying to, trying to head that off, right. Trying to carve a new path of the water running down the rock face, I think was Derek's analogy last time. He gave, yeah, let's bring back that analogy then because I think that was really fitting of how systems operate. So his analogy was, if water has run down a rock face for centuries, that water is going to break down portions of that rock face, and then it's going to have these channels that it runs down. And every time there's a consistent flow of water going down that rock, it's always going to flow in roughly the same patterns. And isn't that what we see in the organizations and the systems and society and the co our companies and stuff like that around us, where once the rock face has been formed, the water only flows one way on it. And everywhere I look, I'm just being realistic here, in business specifically, people tend to believe that that is just true, that the water is always going to run down the rock face. You get some crazy looks from people that don't know you very well or that haven't seen the success in the past with transformation when you tell them that you believe certain things can change and that we will change them. They're like, well, I'll believe it when I see it. You get that a lot. Again, because they've looked at, they've stared at the rock face for years and years and they're like, there's no way, there's no possible yeah. way. But the thing is, the script flip says, what if one spot on that rock face changes? What if we can reform one spot? Well then, if you just think about it, that actually can pretty significantly change the way that the flow goes down that rock face. If you just have are able to insert one change point, it can change a whole lot of things, right? Like in the Agile example, if we can just get one little piece of the Agile mindset through, for example, we wanna break work down into the smallest possible pieces, just taking one piece of the Agile manifesto. That in and of itself can be a catalyst for a shift. And so getting that script flip 
I mean, we found in our first 100 episodes of Wonder Tour, this is probably like the key tactic. There's strategies that we're going to use. There's recipes that we're going to use. This is like the tactic we see in every single successful transformation story. You have to find those moments where you can flip the script. And it's not a recipe this time, though. And that's why we're kind of just like figuring out what the conditions are. You have to have a opportunity that's ripe with conditions. And then you have to know how to find the right next step to take, which usually involves running an experiment. And then, and this is takes a lot of that gut feel that Derek talks about, you have to figure out how you're going to do it, when is the right moment. This part of it is not so scientific as much as it is, hey, I have to just kind of take into account all the variables, get the feedback from as many people as I trust or, or as I can, and just try to go at it with a script flipping moment, right? You can't try to initiate a script flip at every meeting that you're in or in every in every business process that doesn't run the way that you'd like it to run, we have to look for those moments where we can spur systemic change via the insertion of the spatula underneath and the 180 degrees turn. Yeah. <laughs> Good mental image. Yeah. And just, you know, and I think we've said this in some past episodes too, but it's important to realize like, one of the main functions of a business is to create processes, right? Is to find a way that you can effectively create value in the world and do that over and over again. Like we create processes out of habit because that's what a business does. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. Every time you have an established process doesn't mean it needs to be blown up. Most of them are good. Most managers are really good at maintaining the established process because that's where the value of the organization comes from. That's what, that's what we do in the world. But that's being a manager, right? When we talk about the magnanimous leader, we're talking about a person who is trying to make a change in the world. If you're leading people, you're going in a direction, right? You've got a thing that you're trying to create or a thing that you're trying to fix or a, a destination you're trying to reach, right? And so if you're in that position, when leadership is needed is when something has to change. And so that's, they're, they're kind of the same, right? If you, if you identify an opportunity for, a, for flipping the script, if you identify, we've got this standard process that produces undesirable outcomes that doesn't do what we want it to do or makes everybody miserable in the process or something, it's ripe for opportunity for disruption. That also means it's ripe for leadership as an opportunity for a leader to emerge. And so this whole sequence, you know, we're episode 100 here. All we've been talking about is how to become the magnanimous leader and what opportunities are there and what techniques and playbooks would you use and how do you think about the situations? And one of the things I love about this, right, is we're really good at analogies and we're really good at stories. And you can be like, oh, in my head, like in this situation, I'm like Obi-Wan or in this situation, I'm more like Luke, like I'm the learner, but I'm really, I'm really passionate and I'm just looking for an opportunity, right? You can use these stories in your head. And so I like this from today. I think where we ended up with is this sort of flipping the script is not necessarily like this is exactly a recipe, but here's some preconditions that you can recognize. Maybe I can be a leader by getting people to look at the world in a new way. What assumption am I violating? What are they dissatisfied about? Let's clarify where we want to be. And then how do I run an experiment? How do I encourage the team to run an experiment with me? How do I find some team members that are willing to run an experiment with me so that we can demonstrate, oh, this is actually a new way to look at the world that works and will help fix our problem. It's not necessarily a recipe or a step-by-step -step process, but it's an inflection point that you can recognize. You can be looking for those in the world. 
Yeah, because they're basically required to achieve transformation. Every story that we look at where transformation happens, there has to be that subversion of expectations. Otherwise, it wouldn't be transformation. <laughs> right. And that's and that's flipping the script is a way, you know, it's it, there's moments where it happens very dramatically. But in general, that's always the goal, right? The 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 world needs leaders when you're trying to transform something. That's good, Brian. I think this is helping us to stitch stuff together kind of as we do this Wonder Tour 100. Part of this is for fun. Part of this is so that we can continue to synthesize the models that we go forward with, the models that we use in our lives, but the models that we can then continue to integrate and build upon as we go forth from Wonder Tour 100. So kind of going forward, I think where we want to go with this in our next episode is limit breaks. And we want to talk about how in episode one of 100, we looked at how do you start out on this journey of transformation? How do you start out from a world of, you know, I don't feel like I have the skills. I don't feel like I have the the mindset that I need. I don't feel like I have enough knowledge of the system that I'm trying to disrupt, the evil that I'm trying to conquer, whatever it is, you know, depending on how you're viewing your story. Then we talked about the tactic that always fits in. This tactic always exists somewhere in the transformation narrative is flipping the script. And finally, kind of the culmination of that is the limit break recipe. The limit break recipe is like the key piece of how to move from the previous state to the new state of something. And we feel like this is kind of our first 100 episodes magnum opus, (laughs) if you will, is the limit break recipe that we've developed here that we can carry forward. So Brian, talk a little bit about how you want to kind of integrate all of this together and why we're doing this for 100. You articulated it pretty well just now, and I think that's kind of the arc we're going for is as a leader, you have your the opportunity to maybe even be a leader to you know explore something or create something new in the world, starting with this big unknown in front of you, but being willing to take the step outside of your comfort zone. That's where everybody starts, right? You know, possibly branching off in the unknown, stepping out into the big world. And then the leadership goal of transforming some piece of the world to behave in a new way, like making a change in the world, that aspiration sort of lights up these limit break opportunities. Okay, here's the thing that isn't working very well that I want that I want to change. And I want to run some experiments. I want to figure out how to take a couple steps. Now that I'm in this larger world, now that I've I've taken on this leadership role, I got to figure out how to run some experiments and subvert the world's expectations. And then the last place we're going to land is Okay, then what does it look like when that when that scales? What does it look like when the breakthrough happens? And that'll be sort of our limit break discussion next week. All right, and with that, I think we are going to draw to a close here with our Wonder Tour episode 100, part two. And we'll be back next week with part three for limit breaks. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining us as always. And just remember, as always, character is destiny. <laughs>